Hey, what's going on? No big deal. I'm not going to bust out some crazy intro for this Thanksgiving show. You know, I just figured I'd start. Okay, so what you're hearing right now actually happens is being voiced on November 24th, 2021. Uh, I almost said Merry Thanksgiving. <laughs> Did you hear me? I went, mm. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You can really throw somebody off if you dropped a Merry Thanksgiving off to them. But I just finished up my day here um, drawing out all the racists after the Ahmad Arbery uh, verdict came down or the verdict of the three scumbags in Georgia who killed that poor guy uh, were found guilty. Thank God. Holy shit. After the Rittenhouse thing, if the Arbery trial went like uh, and said, oh, yeah, not guilty. I mean, America would have burned. All right. So this is uh, this is great news. You know, Zane, you never really talked about the Rittenhouse thing. Well, no, I kind of did. I said uh, he was uh, he's found not guilty. They, they couldn't prove anything that that guy did anything wrong to the letter of the law. That's a that's a not guilty verdict to be sure. You know. But this, this was just gruesome. This Arbery thing. Oh my God, that poor man. So that's been on my uh, brain today because then I posted uh, something on Facebook and then I drew out all the scumbags who were uh, 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 saying shit like Arbery had it coming. I mean, it's remarkable. The, these are people who, who comment on my stories and it's very easy to see where they're from, who they work for and shit like that. It's like, the boldness that these people plant their uh, racist views onto a stupid thing like my dumb page. It was really bizarre. So anyway, that isn't what this is about. I'm just here to explain to you that this show that I have for Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, I'll have two separate shows. Um, well, they're real shit. They, they, uh, the term best of needs to be abolished. It needs to say things that you might spend time listening to enough to ooh, pacify you so that you're not pissed off that I'm not doing a show. That's what we can call it. A bit wordy. Definitely need to work. Would shed that title of that. But this is not like anything that I would say, oh, you got to hear this. Okay? Because, um, well... I don't have the time to sit there meticulously pour over all this shit and figure out what's great and what's not. But I wanted to put something up. So I'm pulling out some stuff from uh, way back. I mean, uh, you, you can tell it sounded shittier in terms of the quality. I mean, I've improved my equipment since when these were recorded. Uh, not that it was outstandingly terrible in terms of the quality of the equipment that I ran here. But this stuff that I have now is... Um, is much better. So it sounds like to, to me, it sounds like shit to you. You might be like, ah, it doesn't sound any different, but to me, it sounds like shit. And let me also point out to you this, the stuff I did back then to me now sounds like shit. 
in terms of just what I'm talking about, how I'm speaking, my vocal pattern, am I pushing too hard? Am I not pushing hard enough? Am I talking about dumb shit? Is it boring? You know, just shit like that. I'm my, I'm my, my worst critic. I really and truly am. But if you were to go like fast forward a year from now and listen back to this right now or listen to anything I'm doing right now, I'd say the same thing. I, I think it all stinks. I'm amazed anybody even listens. Uh, but I'll keep putting it out there because, um, well, you know, that's what I do. Thank you. Thank you uh, for checking it out. I can't stress that enough on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the things I have and you. I'm thankful for my family and my health, my pets, baby Jesus, you. Y-O-U. All right. Um, okay. So I just wanted to point that out. Uh, I will be checking in with sponsors and stuff like that. But enjoy this not best of. This is the Eric Zane Show podcast, powered by the Zaniacs. For the free podcast and merch, go to ericzaneshow.com. Robert Bradley starts us off on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hey, uh, how are you? What, what, what was that? I would, hey, hey. Uh, welcome in. Welcome in. Glad you are here. Uh, some of you are getting this as it is recorded live. There is a live element to it. It is on Facebook. Okay. Welcome to you all. Share, share, share. That's all I ask. As I see the comments rolling in from the folks on Facebook, they're saying hi to each other. It's like their own little community. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm first. I'm second. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to you all. And then, of course, uh, I encourage you all to subscribe to the Eric St. Joe podcast. I'm learning more and more about how this racket works when it comes to the uh, what's described as the algorithm for how popular your podcast is. It isn't about how many downloads you get. It, well, it kind of is. It's about the rate at which you subscribe. And the way you subscribe to the Eric Zane Show podcast is by going to my website, ericzaneshow.com, clicking on free podcast, and then the subscribe button. Now, you can also you can do this from your, from your phone, from your laptop, or if you want, on iTunes, you can subscribe that way or Spotify or as long as you subscribe. Okay, that is that is key, and I'll get to why I know this in a second. Um, and now, um, as well, you can uh, rate it, uh, rate that. I want you to throw five stars at me, okay? Even if you hate the show, I want you to throw five stars at me. Don't be a bastard, okay? This is how I make my living. And then if you really want to go the extra mile, throw a review in there. How about that? It doesn't have to be much. Just write, ah, this show's great. Uh, click, and then off you go. That helps me like you wouldn't believe. And here's how I know this. I did a little research. It is uh, subscriptions are, are great, like, uh, but what really moves the meter is the rate of new subscribers. There are uh, farms that have like banks of cell phones where people hit subscribe buttons. Like people pay for that. It's it's cheating, but and I wouldn't do that because I don't want to do that. But um, if I can get you one at a time to subscribe, that's awesome. And I read an article that said um, 
it's the rate that 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 moves the meter the most and and i know this because when i signed this podcast on on january 6th sunday january 6th into monday january 7th i had a huge influx of subscribe well not not huge you all there was probably a thousand who subscribed in a matter of moments and that uh mattered to apple podcasts so i debuted at 106 now the top 100 is is huge if you are a top 100 show that is unbelievable and that's probably why i got the attention of um these agencies who noticed it right away that i charted at 106 and then it also makes sense because after that settles down it drops to where i normally dwell five six hundred and they probably were like oh shit he made a big splash but now nobody so these uh these agencies they're they're called ad agencies that wanted me to like uh, they were interested at first in me selling like mattresses and stamps and shit like that and toothbrushes um which would have been great they're it quickly dried up and they said oh yeah fuck this guy man <laughs> he's got he's got one batch of fans and they signed up but he doesn't have shit to back it up and that's true uh, but uh, I'm very grateful for the ones that I have. Will always be very grateful for the ones I have, and and it does help me. And I am able to uh, make a living doing this. But if you all subscribe, shit, man, that is that is the life essence. So please, please, please subscribe. That is the um, the interesting aspect of this of how this works. So thank you to those of you who have, and if you have not, please do it. Throw some stars at me. Throw throw a review, and off you go. Um, speaking of that, another entity in my industry of spoken word is, uh, being talked about right now by some industry leaders. Um, a gentleman I know who I've talked about on the show many times, Fred Jacobs of Jacobs media has uh, just published an article today that says the headline radio never wants to read. And it says extra, extra Starbucks will stop selling newspapers. And if you are a radio junkie, you definitely want to subscribe to Fred's uh, daily uh, article. You can get to it by going to jacobsmedia.com. Extra, extra Starbucks will stop selling newspapers. And he says that this is bad news. It could be bad news for radio because it is uh, symbolic of what could happen. And that is an entity kind of um, the times moves on without the media entity. And so people would go to Starbucks and get their hard copy newspaper. And um, then they would sit there and drink their coffee. No more. And this could be indicative of another problem as consumers get their content in other means. Sirius XM, Pandora, Spotify, podcasts, books on tape, or uh, I should say digital audio books, and on and on. And uh, what he's uh, talking about is how an organization called the National Association of Broadcasters needs to get in bed with the auto industry to ensure that car radios will not go away the way of the newspaper, like the New York Times, at Starbucks. And if you think, well, that will never happen, well, I don't know. I know that um, 
Well, you all know that there's FM radio and there's AM radio. AM radio is being squeezed. I have a radio behind me in the back alley comedy club studio, a home unit. It has a CD player. It has a Bluetooth. It has a cassette player. It has a vinyl. It has a radio. FM only. No AM on that. Tesla and BMW are making cars right now that have no AM radio. That's scary for people that do radio for a living because will FM maybe one day follow? It's possible. It's all a matter of what the consumer wants. His article talks about, um, uh, let's see here. Fred writes, a little back of the napkin math tells you if every Starbucks store sold five copies of the New York Times each weekday, it would come to a loss of roughly 43,000 papers a day. Against daily sales of 487,000, that's nearly a 10% bite, not an insubstantial hit to their circulation. But beyond the bottom line, the bigger loss is one of proximity, presence, and even face. This would be tough to swallow for any media brand. And then he gets into more about how our radio people ought to be able to relate. Since our company began, our industry focus, this is Fred's company. Since our company began, our industry focus on the car dashboard more than a decade ago, we've heard broadcasters fearfully ask whether automakers might one day stop including AM, FM radios as standard equipment in their new makes and models. He then gives the BMW and Tesla example. Uh, He says it's not impossible to imagine the day when automakers amp up their focus on revenue, especially media outlets that provide money in exchange for dashboard real estate. So if Sirius XM or um, Pandora or Spotify or Apple Podcasts uh, decide to shell out big coin for, let's say, the new uh, F-150 to not have a radio, that could happen because... They don't put a radio in there just to be nice, okay? They're not doing it just so you'll be happy. They want to make money. So if those other media entities set up shop in Detroit, as Fred indicated, radio's fucked. Uh, let's see here. In fact, he um, he says, that's why efforts at the NAB have undertaken the past few years to reach out and connect with car companies. Their executives and their suppliers should be supported by every broadcaster. Relationships matter. That may not guarantee radio's place on the dashboard for time immemorial, but they will most certainly keep the radio medium top of mind and present in the minds of the auto community. Uh, Let's see. There was one more thing I wanted to get to. No better time for America's radio honchos to reach out to Detroit to keep those fires burning. Wait a minute. Let me back up. Local broadcasters shouldn't just count on their street reps to lobby on radio's behalf. There's partnership opportunities via local car dealerships and dealer groups. And while these include monetary rewards, uh, yeah, radio's got a ton of money these days. They also go to heart of broadcasters establishing stronger ties to hometown car and truck sellers, the conduit to the big automakers. Fred concludes, there's also no time for America's radio honchos to reach out to Detroit to keep those fires burning. Many of radio's closest competitors, Sirius XM, Pandora, Spotify, and others have set up shop in Detroit. The NAB should, too. They haven't? Fuck. And maybe someday the radio show will make its way to the Motor City. Now, that's a headline we'd like to see. Wow. When you have um, well-respected names in radio writing articles about the potential for radio leaving the car dashboard, yikes. 
That is frightening. I can't imagine a world where I would get into a car and not have a radio, but it might be closer than you think. Scary stuff, to be sure. Also, on my mind today as we start the show on the monologue, uh, my sweet dog, Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Dog. Is that nearby here? Can I get this? Ah! He's Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the Wonder Dog. Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Dog. Benny the One-Eyed Dog. Benny the One-Eyed Dog. Benny the One-Eyed Wonder Thank you, Gutter. Benny is back to the vet today. And it's a big, big day. If you don't know, Benny the one-eyed wonder dog. Jackie said, hey, Dad, uh, here, here's a dog for you. What? <sighs> Heartworm positive. Some of you may not know what that means, but the dog has a, it's a long, it's a long uh, row to hold. Row to hoe. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, to recover from that. Well. Today he goes back for this injection, this shot that starts to really wreak havoc on the bad things inside of him. It's the second round of this, second and final, but it's a two-day process. Take him there. He walks in. Oh, boy. And Benny's always, uh, he's always like half scared all the time anyway. He's always afraid something bad's going to happen. And he always has a look on his face like, uh, you know, it's the end of the world. He's going to start crying. It's like working with an old radio guy of mine. And uh, so... Benny will go in there today and get a uh, get a shot. And then he's got to stay there the whole day, the whole night. Oh, he's got to hate that. They got to, like, keep him under observation. So that's a bummer. And then tomorrow, another shot. It's the one-two punch on the poor guy. Man, it's been a hell of a handful of months. First, his former owners break his heart. By surrendering him. Did you ever consider that if you've ever surrendered a dog? How upset the dog's going to be? You know, you think, oh, well, I just got to get it. Dog's costing me a lot of money. I'm just gonna... You ever think about how upset the dog is going to be? That dog loves you. You can't surrender your dog. Okay? Uh, so if you surrender the dog, you're going to break the dog's heart. That's, that's one thing that happened to Benny. And then Benny uh, is, is uh, in this terrible... Uh, kill shelter in san antonio uh he ends up uh being on death row one hour from death and then he gets pulled from the line thanks to jackie this uh terrific shelter called ob's angels o-b-e apostrophe yes angels raises money on a gofundme to get benny transported up here i don't know what's going on they also raise money to get his eye removed because it was in bad shape and he gets neutered and then he's thrown in a van with his baby, his little purple duck. And he travels up here. I still don't know what's going on. Jackie meets him at the mobile station not far from here and brings him home. Here you go. So I've got this malnourished, one, uh, no-bald, one-eyed dog, scared shitless, uh, with a duck in his mouth and heartworm positive. So he's getting treatment. He's my dog, and I love him to death. I love him so much. So I'm really worried about Benny. Thoughts and prayers to Benny. Stu McAllister, give him some thoughts. Give him some prayers. Uh, All right. You remember I told you that after I saw the fountains at what was ground zero, that I am going to go back to New York City to make a day of a a treasure of the United States and the world, the 9-11 museum 
I told you that. Well, this weekend is that weekend. I'm driving back there, and I am going to walk through that ever so slowly and spend a whole day consuming um, this fresh-in-our-minds history in at the place where it all happened. To me, in the United States, there are a handful of sacred places. Uh, this is the tip-top of that. Pearl Harbor, uh, the Alamo, 9-11 is, uh, is so, I mean, it's, it was just, uh, what, 2001. So it's uh, not that long ago that we had that. And it's hard to believe that there are people that are born these days who, who have no real idea of the impact of something like that because time has marched on. So I'm so happy that this thing does exist so that people who don't know, who can't really uh, relate because they weren't of age or, or hadn't even been born, can somehow get an idea of the despair that uh, I know this is very, very heavy, but I still cannot wait to go see this. So uh, driving with uh, Diana, myself, and our good friend Sherry, and uh, she's got uh, uh, loved ones there. They're going to they're gonna hang out. And Diana and I are doing like the America thing because uh, we're going to uh, see the 9-11 Museum. And then uh, and that's on Sunday. On Saturday, we're going to the Statue of Liberty. And Ellis Island, that's where my dad landed, Ellis Island. Now, I don't know if there's a great book or an archive that you can look up to see if you can find names, but uh, I'm going to go try to find my dad's name in the book of people entering the country from way back when in 1950-whenever when he did that. So I cannot wait for that. Now, I'm leaving Thursday. I'm going to podcast this show Thursday morning like I always do. That would be the... um, uh, the 18th and then uh i'm off so friday i'm still still determining what i'm going to do for the podcast i know i will have on the patreon the insane asylum for friday and i gotta give you something man i i am not a uh, i'm not much for just shutting it down and not doing anything so I'll either scrap up a Lost Zane tapes that I will narrate along the way, which those are turning out to be a lot of fun. I'll give that for the free podcast, and I'll probably do that on Monday, too, because I'll be traveling back on Monday. So a little bit of time away, and then the next fresh podcast, and maybe Tuesday. Wait a minute. When am I getting back? I don't even know. I got to check with Diana, but I'll let you know either way. But it should be a good time. I'll have lots of uh, tales to tell from our adventure, as I like to do. Uh, So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Okay. Uh, Taking a break from whatever that was, I have absolutely no clue uh, to tell you that the only way this podcast has existed, well, it's a combination of things. But I've made it very clear that if it weren't for these things to all line up, dead in the water, dead man walking, no podcast. That's a fact. Combination of the Patreon and the sponsors. It's that simple. Uh, The show happens every day in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I'm thankful for Baldwin Ace Hardware, Mike and Jennifer Gilmurray. As we speak, their second. Remember, I was just telling you about this guy that um, he had COVID. 
Mike Gilmurray from um, Baldwin Ace Hardware wiped out his whole family, um, all his siblings, um, his mom. Then um, he was in a horrible car wreck, him and his wife. Some lady pulled out right in front of him, T-boned them, T-boned her. Old lady died. It was her fault. Uh, Mike and the missus were badly hurt. They survived. Just about the day that they're getting up and around, uh, Mike's better half, Jennifer, goes down to Grand Rapids from up in Baldwin, uh, goes on to Grand Rapids to go shopping or something. And a tornado rips Mike's uh, house to shreds, and he's got a second... A piece of property also destroyed. So he's like, holy shit, what the fuck? He's, he's got a New York accent. He's from uh, uh, Staten Island. Ah, what the fuck? Hey, what the fuck I got to do here to catch a break? I don't even know if that's a good accent. That's terrible. Um, Just this past week, he got back from Vegas and he's diagnosed with COVID again. Him and the whole family. They're all, it's like, what the fuck? Fully vaxxed. You know, one of those deals. Hopefully, he'll yeah, make his way through it. Jesus. I didn't think I was going to get all depressed here. Uh, so, yeah. While I do this special show for something while I'm away on Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, um, you're going to get these moments where my mind just kind of... It's almost like the regular show. You know? Uh, where was I? Baldwin Ace Hardware. Thank you for them. Thank you to... Sarah Honda Granville, Thad Bond, uh, you are awesome. If you're looking for a vehicle, a new vehicle, certified pre-owned or a used vehicle, I want you to go to Sarah Honda Granville online at sarahhondagranville.com. Okay? It's kind of weird getting a new car these days because of that stupid chip shortage or some shit. What? It's ridiculous. But anyway, you can still get it done. just takes a little more time, as far as I understand. Um, Frank the Tank Fuss from uh, My Policy Shop Insurance has really just thrived here on the show, and I'm very happy about that. And I owe it all to you, the audience. And I said to him when we started this, I go, dude, this is going to work for you because you are providing something that they need, and it doesn't cost them anything. This is essential. Doesn't matter if you get your insurance from your employer, you buy it on the marketplace, you know, Obamacare, perhaps Medicare is in your future or someone you know and love takes advantage of that system. You must tap the brain of Frank the Tank Fuss. This is free for you or anyone you know. 616-914-4070 or... Go to buyinsurancehere.com. Okay? Capiche? Let's get back to uh, the not best of. Here you go. The moon landing. 50 years ago. Yesterday or today. Anyway, they're, they're commemorating it and celebrating the moon landing. NBC Nightly News uh, was uh, front and center for a um what they did was you know the mission control if you ever saw the film apollo 13 uh with tom hanks 
uh, the, you've got the mission control where uh, they're, they're t- you know, saying, oh, my God, uh, we got to get these guys back home. Failure is not an option. Uh, mission control uh, is where you got those old uh, monitors there and everybody's running around in the whatever year it was 50 years ago. And uh, I, I can't do the math. I don't want to try here. Well, they uh, they ended up dismantling mission control and taking all the stuff that was there and throwing it in a closet. Well, they decided through donations that they wanted to, um, uh, what they decided to do was uh, recreate and rebuild mission control. And that was unveiled, unveiled just the other day at the 50-year anniversary of it. so It was one of the most defining moments in human history. With Houston Mission Control at the center of the action. Roger, Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. Gene Krantz was just 36 years old and the flight director in charge. This was your seat. Yes, this was my seat. 50 years later, he's back in mission control, restored. Oops. Later, he's back in mission control, restored to the way it looked on that day, July 20th, 1969. Does this look the way okay, it did? July 20th, sorry. Look the way it did 50 years ago? It's overwhelming, frankly. His Kent cigarettes are here, but no ashes. Researchers poured over... Fi- yeah, that was at a time... If you ever saw that that film, Apollo 13, and uh, if you ever saw any archive footage of Mission Control, that dude that you hear talking, he's got a cigarette in his hand on every single moment, and so do most of the people in there. It's all dudes, because back then, women weren't allowed to even work, it seems like. And uh, so, you know, mostly dudes, I should say. And they're all smoking the Kents and the Marble Reds and the uh, filterless camels. And, uh, you know... I don't know what it is about that, but there's something charming about a dude working with a smoke hanging out of his mouth. It's pretty damn sexy, if you ask me. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Lloyd Bridges in the film Airplane is what I want to see. I want us to get back to that. I, uh, is there a way that, you know, like everyone, something uh, fades out of fashion, it comes back. Uh, is there any way we can make it so that you can smoke inside while you're working? Because I always thought it looked badass. I've got images of even, even if you were in a job that isn't that sexy, I got a picture of my dad in 1976 wearing a plaid jacket and he's selling insurance and he's on the phone, uh, and, and, uh, working for a now defunct company called life of, of, uh, Virginia with a cigarette in one hand, a phone up to his ear. And he's just, yeah, throw us a cigarette in the ash. Oh, it's just awesome, man. I, I'd love that. Poured over film and countless photos before precisely placing each chair, each coffee cup, pencil, RC cola, ashtray, and slide rule. Much of it found sitting in NASA storage rooms. A few vintage pieces, including the corner coffee pot, they found on eBay. An $8 million fundraising effort to turn this National Historic Landmark into a museum. It's probably one of the most important and historic places on Earth. And so we felt very compelled to make it be just as perfect as we can. Jean Krantz became even more famous. Uh, by the way, she's kind of overstating that. Just saying it's the most historic place on earth. Come on. I think it's the 9-11. Frankly, I just talked about the 9-11 museum. I don't know if the uh, the old school mission control is the most historically important place on earth. And 
Gene Krantz became even more famous when he ordered Failure is Not an Option on Apollo 13, also in Love this that movie. I think it has a message for the young people of a dream to do something difficult, to step up to great responsibilities. Yeah. History itself was written... Like pay your fucking student loans. History itself was written here by everyday people who accomplished the extraordinary. Tom Costello, NBC News, Houston. We'll never go to the moon because you'll get some guy who's like an astrophysicist and uh, who's 31 years old, and uh, you're going to say, all right, uh, get us get us to the moon again. And he's going to say, oh, well, I can't. Well, why? Because it's hard. Uh, I'm going to go cry and kill myself. So uh, I love that guy, by the way, Krantz saying, yeah, you know, challenge yourself to do something difficult. Megan pointed it out. And, uh, and I had heard this before. Uh, Kennedy Space Center, the mission control there back in the day, you have more power, more computing power in your iPhone than they did in that entire setup, which is ridiculous. And, they, and that's the place where they're, uh, uh, you know, guiding spaceships or uh, capsules. Uh, they, no one calls them spaceships. Speaking of which, just popped in my head. Uh, I started watching the Netflix special on Bob Lazar, which I think came out in 2018. And this is the dude. He's a whistleblower, uh, worked in the Nevada desert near Area 51. And he's the dude who started the whole Area 51 aliens thing because he um, worked with a TV reporter who did a one one story on um, there's, in, there's alien spacecraft and uh, he worked on them. He uh, was trying to reverse engineer them. And he, uh, boy, I'm about uh, two-thirds of the way into it. And um, it, it kind of sucks, the, uh, the uh, documentary. Uh, th- there's not a lot to it other than just Lazar saying it's true, it's true, it's true. For some reason, I'm still compelled to finish it. And I don't know why, but I believe the guy. I do believe that there are alien spacecraft there, and I do believe that Bob Lazar worked on them. And I also believe that NASA doesn't give a shit that he's talking about, not NASA, or the organization that is, uh, that is behind this. I'm sure it's uh, covert, because everybody, they know that everybody's going to think the guy's crazy. By the way, when they made this stupid thing, uh, this documentary, they had... Uh, what's the guy from The Wrestler? Mickey Mickey Rourke? Is that the guy who got all the plastic surgery and did a bunch of steroids and changed his appearance massively? I think that's a guy. Um, he's the narrator. He's got this gravity voice. He was also in Sin City. He didn't even need any makeup for that. The guy is so god-awful ugly because of the plastic surgery. Ruined his face. Mickey Rourke is a narrator, so they'll play like about 12 minutes of a segment, and then they'll they'll do like some animation with Mickey's um, narration. Just bump ahead 15 seconds until he's done talking. It does nothing for this documentary. It absolutely is window dressing, and it sucks. Holy shit. I would give this uh, documentary two out of five stars. It's kind of shitty. But I still think it's worth it because I believe Lazar. Lazar was just on Rogan too. I got to check that one out as well because I do believe that there are uh, that there were. Sp- he says, yeah, nine um, spacecraft, and he was um, 
commission to work for them. And then they introduced him to it and said, we need you to reverse engineer these. So he was trying to figure out how to take what, how they move the craft, which is a way that is beyond our um, technology here. I know this sounds crazy that I believe it, but uh, I do. It's something you got to see. Read up on it. One of the many things I believe that you probably don't. Okay. Two segments in of not the best of. I'm back in November 2021 time. It's really weird listening to these old shows. How I talk is different. Everything, I'm, I'm almost, because if, if, I'm, like I've said before, I'm a horrible critic of me. I get uncomfortable listening to these. Um, it just doesn't, I don't know. I've never, ever felt that anything is good enough. It always seems unnatural to me. I don't like it. It's frustrating to hear. Ugh. Anyway, I was kind of like a hyper idiot more back then. Yeah, God. And then I'm looking at some of the uh, times on these podcasts. And it's like, oh, man, I, I went 40 minutes. For God's sake, nowadays, the open is like an hour. Way different. Way, way different. Okay. Thank you to Blue Frost IT. Uh, the good folks over there at Blue Frost IT, Alan and Ashlyn. Uh, you need to reach out to them for your small or medium-sized business if you are in West Michigan. Bluefrostit.com or drop them an email, info at bluefrostit.com. You can also call them 616-285-50. So, yeah, you know, you've got your nine employees um, they're getting bummed out because all the tech is slow. You need an upgrade. Don't just start buying stuff off Amazon. You'll either buy not enough or more than you need, and you'll waste your time and money. Sit down with a professional who can assess what you do at your place of business to determine what type of computing power you should have. That is a free complimentary consultation Call 616-285-50 or reach out info at bluefrostit.com for more info. All right? Uh, I hear from people all the time saying, man, I just absolutely fell in love with Steve Prince from Prince Arming. I know it sounds a little weird. I mean, he's like a six foot seven uh, former major in the United States Army. I mean, legit. I mean, he's that big. He's one of the biggest people I've ever known in my whole life. He's going to be the one who teaches you everything you need to know uh, to be carrying a pistol concealed. All right. That's the first thing you got to do. The first thing you do is not go buy a pistol, jerk. All right. Take the class. There's a lot of reasons for that, especially if you're like, well, I don't know anything about guns. You, you don't have to. That's why you're taking the class. Go into the class. You don't know anything about guns. Take the class, but you want to carry a pistol concealed. In that class, you'll get some range time. You'll uh, uh, maybe may like ah, this this thirty eight will work for me, or this uh, or this nine millimeter. This is perfect for me. Whatever, whatever you know. You and Steve's got all these different guns you can try out. It's absolutely the best. It's gonna set you back one hundred twenty five bucks. The class, um, there's new ones popping up all the time. 
I suggest just calling or texting Steve. Tell him uh, Eric sent you. 616-204-1705 for Prince Armin. Also, if you click on uh, his logo on my website, it'll take you right to his face, uh, Facebook page. And that's where you can sign up for the classes under events. All right. On with the not at all close to being the best of on this beautiful Thanksgiving. Damn it, I just can't can't get enough of it. And now, here's a guy who has to have a pork chop tied around his neck to get the dogs to play with him. Dude, keep your mouth shut if you knew it was good for you, buddy. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast with your host, Eric Zane. What if John can sing? You think John can sing? I can do the voice. I can do the vocals for you. from Buffalo. Comedy, you know, like Canadian What's happening? It's a Patreon bonus. Uh, well, we like to do it from the Back Alley Comedy Club studio. And uh, hey, let me start off by uh, throwing that I am uh, uh, really, I just got some news that a guy who's been on this show is a uh, little under the weather. Uh, comedian Adam Deggy, really funny, funny dude. And... Uh, the beloved husband of a, a sweet, sweet friend of mine named Nikki is uh, is under the weather, and uh, I am really I'm thinking about you, man. And uh, I I, I got to talk about this on the freebie podcast too, but I wanted to get it off my chest as quickly as possible while I was thinking about it. Daggy, who is like key in the whole uh, uh, Laugh Fest thing and has been a, a touring comic for extended time, a dear friend of uh, Stu McAllister, uh, is not feeling too good. Apparently, uh, skin cancer is, uh, is, is what we're talking about here. Uh, and he's getting the treatment to get rid of the skin cancer. And he, uh, it's uh, my understanding, he posted this on Facebook, Adam did, that it is stage two. Now, typically, I hear uh, the number four is, uh, uh, boy, that's it. So, stage two is a little uh, a little scary, you know? I mean, it. Uh, uh, he indicated that there's a 50-50 chance that the, the cancer could have gotten to his lymph nodes. So... That is uh, a little scary. So thinking about you, Adam Deggy, you're going to pull through. You're going to do great positive vibes coming to you. Uh, you can count on it. You're going to be just fine. I know that. Thinking about Adam Deggy. If you could too, if you follow Adam on uh, Facebook or Twitter, drop him a, hey, buddy, we're thinking about you. He'd love to He'd love to hear that, I'm sure. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he's going to be like, oh, shit, you shouldn't have talked about it, Zay. Now, every, now all these assholes are going to. Um, 
Yeah. Well, man, that is uh, that is scary business. It's just uh, one of those things that happens that makes you like, oh God, this is uh, this is the more the mortality of it all. Uh, speaking of which, and it isn't going to be an entire downer uh, show, but uh, there's a quarterback that I used to just love in football by the name of Jared Lorenzen, who had some of the coolest nicknames in the history of the game. And the reason why he had cool nicknames is because he was fat. And what uh, you have here is a football quarterback in college from the University of Kentucky who was great. I mean, the dude was a 300-pound quarterback, a big, fat tub of guts. And uh, he would run great. He still ran very well. And then he was, uh, you know, bigger than all the other players on the field. The quarterback. So, you know, like Tom Brady drops back to pass, and Tom Brady can't move, and he's 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 tall and wiry, uh, wiry but uh, uh, this guy was, in a, he was as big as any offensive lineman but moved very well and was a terrific passer. He's good as a pather, a passer as well as a thrower. I want to kiss you. Well, he's dead. The guy dropped dead at just 38 years old. He'd been uh, out of the game for extended time. But uh, Jared Lorenzen, he had uh, been battling his weight, and his nicknames that I loved were The Hefty Lefty, awesome, and they also called him The Battleship Lorenzen. That's it. Great, great stuff. And uh, he, when he was in college, I mean, he was uh, kicking everybody's ass. He's uh, re- like, can, because Kentucky isn't known for their football, more of a basketball school. But for that period of time, they were pretty damn good because of the hefty lefty. Dude didn't get drafted, but he uh, signed a free agent contract with the New York Giants. And, uh, and the hefty lefty played there for four years, and he backed up Eli Manning and all the fucking fans of the Meadowlands. Like, oh, God, put Lorenz in it, man. We, this guy is just awesome to watch. Big fan favorite. I know Brian Callahan uh, is watching this right now, and he goes, oh, man, I love the hefty lefty. And dude would sit there on the sidelines, fat as shit, and like talking to the fans and people like on the down low at the Meadowlands would pass some hot dogs and he'd be eating them I and mean, he wouldn't get in the game hardly ever. But when he did, it was like, oh, yes, here we go. And he was the type of dude that was always like, oh, man, I'm going to make the most of this. So like he'd get up to the line of scrimmage and the coach would call like a handoff to the right. And then he'd like, fuck that. And he'd audible and like call his own number on a, a naked bootleg. Or uh, he just loved hitting people or he'd throw at a mile. It lasted four years with the G-Men. In fact, that guy got a Super Bowl ring because he was Peyton Manning's or uh, Eli Manning's backup on the year when the G-Men uh, surprised the Patriots in the Super Bowl. One of the greatest uh, things I've seen when Tyree caught that ball off of his melon and uh, friggin' Eli and the Giants won the uh super bowl that was great oh the hefty lefty then started this weight loss uh journey like uh two or three years ago i tried to get him on uh my uh the old radio show i think it was or maybe it was the podcast maybe i can't remember but hefty lefty uh got too big could barely move 
And, you know, that happens a lot of these guys when they, uh, when they get done playing. And so Hefty Lefty tries losing the weight. And then, uh, but apparently there was a heart issue and he had uh, what's described as renal issues, which I think that means your kidney or kidneys or your liver. I think that's your kidneys. And he friggin' croaked. 38 years old. Gone too soon. The Hefty Lefty Jared Lorenzen. Uh, today's kind of a weird day because as I record this, it's 10.04. And Busy B. Eric is on his way to a brewery. That's right. There's a local brewery, of course, here in West Michigan where breweries are abundant. And uh, I'm trying to get this guy to buy some advertising, get on the podcast. His name is Bill. So uh, I got I've got the meeting. I tell you what, if I get the meeting uh, many times, I'm, I got about an 85 to 90% hit rate on the meeting. As soon as I get the meeting... Uh, I, I'm able to persuade the potential buyer into getting in on the podcast. Can't say that has worked as well for me as I would have liked in getting a new job, as evidenced by the uh, uh, radio job that I thought I had when I murdered that interview. And then they ended up getting idiotic about it and screwing the whole damn thing up. Uh, so, yeah, that happens like not that's at 11 so that means i'm going to be leaving this house at 10 40 it's 10 06 now i'll wrap this shit up at some point and then get it going but i'm kind of like under the gun uh also on the job front people are like zane what the hell are you doing i'm like well you know uh well first of all this is my job and i do this like seven eight hours every day sometimes more Constantly thinking about it, uh, constantly thinking up new ways to try to reinvent the show, uh, and and producing things and selling it and 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 on and on and on. But uh, I also am moonlighting, uh, unless I am able to land something in radio, and that remains to be seen. I'm starting to think the actual. There's no way. I'll, I'll, I, as each day passes, I, the 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 glimmer of light to be on the radio as well as the podcast it diminishes. Thank God I have this. Uh, so I've got limousine driving school on Wednesday. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And I, I feel a little weird whenever I describe me having to get a second job. I don't. I don't know why it. Um, I don't know why it's embarrassing. I mean, but you got to work. You got to eat. You got. I still got plenty of uh, uh, life to live before I can officially retire. I, I can't retire. Uh, at this rate, I'm never going to retire. But uh, yeah, so limousine school is Wednesday. I got my little chauffeur's license that says I can drive. Now the next thing I need to get is another license after a, uh, I drive these smaller vehicles, smaller, uh, is the um, license to drive a bus. I don't even know what the, what it's called. Uh, and, and, and then I can drive these big gigantic buses now if you go out and buy a big motor home that looks like a bus you can just drive it anybody can if you own it personally but if you're transporting people you have to have a special license which is a lot of training that goes into that so uh i start that process on wednesday in uh in at, at limousine school uh dad cries so baby daughter won't what is this wait are we crying are we crying? Hang on, Georgia, look at me. Hey, my turn. I'm going to cry now, okay? Okay, your turn. Go ahead, cry. No. Cry. Good, good job. Go ahead, cry. 
Good job. No. Okay, my turn. <laughs> okay, your turn. No. Why? No. Yeah, good job. Go ahead, cry. No. Okay, I'm gonna cry then. Okay, your turn. No. All right. No, what a fucking Vulcan mind trick, man. That is, uh, that's a uh, Jedi. Is it? Did I combine science fiction stories there? Jedi mind trick? Yes, a Jedi mind trick there. God, I gotta hear it again. Go, uh, fucker, come on. Wait, are we crying? Yeah, he's already better than me because I would just go, shut the fuck up. Are you crying? Hang on, Georgia, look at me. Hey, my turn. I'm going to cry now, okay? Okay, your turn. Go ahead, cry. No. Cry. Good, good job. Go ahead, cry. Good job. No. Okay, my turn. Okay, your turn. No. Why? No. Yeah, good job. Go ahead, cry. No. Okay, I'm going to cry then. Yes. Okay, your turn. No. Mm. Damn it, that guy's so much better than me. Oh, my God. Did you see the parrot barking like a fucking dog? It was great. Family in South Africa, they got a couple of dogs barking at the gate and the, and a parrot that is doing what the fucking dogs are doing. So it's uh, it's great. This is, uh, this is the audio of parrot barking like a dog with the dogs. What's a parrot? There's another video of a parrot that I have Diana showed me many many times. Of it, uh, the parrot is stomping up and down the hallway, ranting and raving like pissed off husband, who no doubt has done that a million times. And the parrot is doing the guy going and saying, trying to say what the guy says. Remember that story locally where the parrot saw the dude uh, shoot the guy. And, uh, and and the parrot was the eyewitness, and the parrot said, don't shoot! And, uh, oh, God, that was crazy. That was a Ken Coker story. Devil woman attacks family in new home. A naked woman claiming to be the devil attacked a family in Virginia on Thursday night. On their first night in their new home, it sounds like a, a, a movie. Isn't there a movie out where the guy, the guy buys the home and the former homeowner's like, ah, oh, shit, this is my home now. She broke into the basement and the dad fired 39 rounds to scare her off. So he's like shooting into the house. Just shoot her. It didn't work. So he threw furniture at her. He says she seemed possessed and had superhuman strength. Eventually, his wife and three kids joined in and their son stabbed the woman with a wrench. Uh, they sounded, uh, they sound really distraught about the whole thing. The woman was arrested. What the fuck did you th- ruin your furniture and get the family involved? You should have just shot her in the fucking face. Come I on. said, who are you? She said, I need your help. Please help me. I said, get out my house. And she said, I'm the devil. She looked like she was possessed. I mean, her eyes were completely black like saucers and laughing like it was a joke and she was not stopping she had the strength of four grown men she was in to kill us she that was her almighty was to kill us she attacked us and i held her down and just kept on punching her and punching her as hard as i possibly could i'm scared to go to any room by myself i'm just terrified you've destroyed our family a chesterfield family fends off a naked intruder claiming to be the devil 
The dad grabbed his gun and fired dozens of rounds, but even that didn't stop her. The family spokesperson's reporter Talia Cunningham about their traumatizing experience. It's a story you'll see only on 8. This is the dad's yeah, this fault. This was under attack last Shattered. night by a woman claiming to be the devil. She attacked this family, prompting the homeowner to fire 39 rounds. She was in to kill us. She, that was her all, almighty, was to kill us. A horrific first night for the Lewis family in their brand new home. She attacked us and I held her down and just kept on punching her and punching her as hard as I possibly wow. could. Once a dream home, it now looks like a war zone. Yeah, because a dummy. I want to warn you at home, some of this video is graphic. Blood soaked into the carpet. Walls and windows riddled with bullets and shell casings scattered throughout. I said, who are you? She said, I need your help. Please help me. And um, I said, get out my house. And she said, I'm the devil. The homeowner says a naked woman with a blue ponytail broke into the basement around 1030 last night, laughing and refusing to leave. She looked like she was possessed. I mean, her eyes were completely black like saucers. Sounds like someone I used to work with and laughing like it was a joke. Fearing for his life, the father of three stairs, grabbed his pistol, gave a verbal warning, and opened fire. He says the woman aggressively charged at him with what he calls superhuman strength. And she was not stopping. She had the strength of four grown men. You don't have superhuman aim. That's uh, that. That's what needed it. No, we needed just basic human aim. You should see this. It's like the fucking moron shot everything in the house but her. He began throwing furniture. His wife and children jumped in, beating the woman. Yet she didn't stop until their 12-year-old son shoved a wrench into her neck. Police arrested the intruder. Okay. And now, what they show is they show it isn't a wrench. It's a ratchet. And you know how, like, on a ratchet, um, you know that extender you can put on the ratchet and then put the socket on the end of the extender? He shoved the extender into her neck, which is blunt. And he stabbed her with a blunt object, this kid. Being treated and evaluated at the hospital. As for the Lewis family, they're left with bruises and bite marks, traumatized. Jeez. I'm scared to go to any room by myself. I'm yeah. just terrified. Right, You've destroyed down. our family. Talia Cunningham. Her daughter needs a smacker. It's like, enough. Okay, we get it. You're traumatized. Fastest knockout in UFC history. It happened on Saturday. I actually watched a little bit of this. I didn't see this fight. God, I, I really like UFC, man. I see that every time I watch a little bit of it. Uh, was leading up to the uh, 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 main event, so it was before the pay per view kicked in. Uh, by the way, ESPN Plus. You know what they're doing to make you watch a UFC event now? Before you could just on your cable operator just say, "All right, I'll buy it," and whatever, fifty bucks. Now ESPN Plus, like this was an ESPN Plus fight. They make you download their app and sign up for the uh, streaming service for 10 bucks a month. And then you got to buy the fight. So you got what they're counting on is you sign up for 10 bucks a month, buy the fight and then forget. And then they start, they keep charging you and then you don't like cancel it. It's bullshit. Fastest knockout in UFC history. I can't read. UFC history happened Saturday. UFC 239 in the welterweight division. Jorge uh, Mas, Masvidal landed a flying knee to Ben Askren just five seconds into the fight. Askren, 
uh, had come into the match with a record of 19 and 0. And these guys just flapping gums at each other. Any chance they get. The fight clock is brought to you by Mogao. Oh! Love that. He's, he's, he's trying to get this uh, fight clock sponsor. And these guys just flapping gums at each other. Any chance they get. The fight clock is brought to you by Mogao. Oh! That Rogan? That Rogan's trying to get a word and you can't even hear him. Uh, folks, limited time. Unfortunately, like I said, I got to go to a meeting. So, yeah, I apologize. This shit effort that... uh I put forth from this today, so uh, that's that, that's imperfect. It perfect. It it ends with no music because this stupid thing's not operating right. Well, I completely sucked. Uh, thank you again for following the Eric Zane Show podcast and listening to this thing. It's awesome that you're a part of it, and I will talk to you down the road. God bless. Okay, I hope you're enjoying whatever that was. I have no clue. Okay, I I, I pulled. Four 20-minute segments or so. Uh, You know, I did a little audio, arts and crafts, edit, snippy, snippy. And then that's it. I mean, seriously. I, uh, I, I would love to say that I spent hours painstakingly reviewing the best segments. But I had to uh, shelve it all in order to prepare for... The Feast of Thanks. Okay? And I know you're like, Eric, you shouldn't even have done this because you're that kind. You're that sweet. It's always just me beating myself up. All right. Today, I will tell you this, though. At the Grand Rapids Gold game, I was getting set to start the game. And one of the personnel from the Grand Rapids goal, a young gentleman comes walking up. He goes, hey, how are you? I go, fine. He goes, hey, I want to let you know. You called us the Grand Rapids Drive last night. Now, what I wanted to say was, okay, um, so when whatever basketball player misses a shot, do you walk up to him and say, hey, you missed a shot there? I'm like, you fucking idiot. I spent the last five years saying Grand Rapids Drive. One's likely to get by the goalie, you fuck. And uh, so, but I didn't do that. I went, oh, eesh, ooh, ah. Oh, I was afraid I'd do that, you know. And he goes, that's okay, muscle memory. It's like, yeah, well, what the fuck are you telling me for? Do you think I won't do it now because you told me? And I swear on a stack of holy Bibles. After introducing the team, I'm all stupid. And I go, and I was supposed to say the gold, the gold are coached by Jason Terry. And of course, you know what happened. I mean, do, do I even need to say it? Of course it happened. Of course it happened. And I, and I look down the bench and the fuckers looking at me. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. Fuck. Oh, God. Stop it. Quit looking at me, you asshole. This is your fault. Shit. I want you to call the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay? If you're in need of a mortgage, your first, your tenth, 
a refi, whatever. Okay? Reach out to Mario. That doesn't mean that he's going to um, do it for you. I just want you to talk to him, you know? I mean, you're going to talk to uh, maybe somebody you've used in the past. Someone that a friend recommended would be number two. I just want Mario to be number three, you know? Uh, Mention me, please. And, you know, give him a shot. He might be just the thing that you're looking for. Okay? And it really, really helps me when you bang on the door of my sponsors. Okay? That keeps... The energy bill paid, puppy dogs fed, uh, and and all these fun things so that we can keep uh, doing the podcast. Thank you to Mario, 231-332-6505. While I'm at it, TC Paintball, Rick over at TC Paintball. By the way, I did not mention that. I don't know why I didn't mention this. But the last paintball event, Paintball War 16, the Slaughter of the Pilgrims Massacre, um... We did the Battle Royale. It was all 16, 17 of us against Rick. And we kicked his ass twice. Yeah, he's lost it. He has absolutely fallen apart. I got to make sure to mention this on a regular day's podcast. Rub his face in it. He probably was like, oh, he's going to beat the shit out of me on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I didn't do it. I forgot. (laughs) I just reminded myself. Oh, man. He, he claimed his gun broke in the first one. Yeah, whatever. And then the second one, we smoked him again. Yes. All right. I want you to bang on the door of TC Paintball for some good time, family fun. They're open for Black Friday. Go over there and get, yeah, get it started, man. I'm telling you. Get a group of kids together. Get the uh, guys from the workplace together, the ladies, whatever. Bachelor party, you're going to have a ball at TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com. All right. On with another segment from the This is definitely, definitely the the best that I wait a minute. I said that wrong. It's not like I'm drunk. This is definitely not the best I have ever done. Best of show. What's going on, friends. I'm glad you are here. This is the Eric Zane Show podcast, powered by the Zaniacs. For the free podcast and merch, go to ericzaneshow.com. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast once again. Uh, We are together and so happy to have you along. We have a number of people that are going to enjoy uh the show on facebook right now if you are fantastic thank you and uh, a lot of you will get this recorded at a later time on demand if you are enjoying it on facebook please do me a favor and subscribe to the audio version of the eric saint show podcast at my website ericsaintshow.com click on free podcast and then subscribe throw me a review too i like looking at those from time to time uh kind of like just say what are people thinking so uh, a lot to talk about today, and I, you know, it's crazy because I write these notes ahead of time, and then uh, I don't know what in the world the word paint means here. Why? I wrote it minutes ago, but I have no idea what that even means. It says paint. What? I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what that, uh, what that means. Oh, it's paintball. Let me start with that. 
Uh, man, we're filling up, but by the time you hear this, there will uh, no no doubt still be some space for the Eric Zancho podcast, Paintball War Number 3. And if you haven't already heard, we have uh, ripped from the headlines the first ever one of the I mean, one of the two big things we'll do is the border war where the Hondurans are going to be on one side and we're going to call it the Make America Paint Again session. Uh, while we're doing this, the Hondurans are going to be on one side and then we're going to have uh, six dudes in Trump hats on the other side. And it's the war to settle the score, make America paint again. And that's what these guys are going to do. <laughs> so stupid. I'm hoping everyone's on board with that. It might just be talked about here in a fun way and uh, not really done there. But uh, nevertheless, that's going to be fun. It's coming up on July 17th. That's uh, Wednesday, July 17th. As of this recording, that's less than a week away. Damn it. If you want in, reach out to Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Just send me an email, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. It's for people on the west side of the state in Michigan. Uh, just, uh, hey, drop me a note. Drop me an email. And I'll say, all right, gotcha. You're on, you're in on the head count. 35 bucks is all it's going to set you back for three hours of play from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Wednesday, July 17th at TC Paintball. All right. Very, very fun. If you haven't yet done this, we'd love to get some new blood in there. We got a lot of the returning veteran players. That's always great. But the newbies are, the, uh, are just spectacular to bring in and say, here we go. This is what we do. All right. Now, uh, I want to start with talking about what's going on with me personally on the job front. Uh, ups and downs yesterday. I'm not going to lie because um, while the podcast is going great, I am, I am realizing that um, as I continue to grow the podcast, and it is still growing, I'm, I'm getting all sorts of sponsors that uh, I, that has never diminished. I've had all, all sorts of re-signees. Uh, the Steffes Group, I just heard from them. They're very, very happy with the ads. Uh, not to mention A&E Heating and Cooling, re-signing. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, re-signing. Thank you. Um, as I still build this, you know, I... Um, in order to be made whole, like how much I was used to making in terms of income, I have to work more. So thus, driving the limousine is a quick way to make cash. And um, I'm not going to lie. it. Um, I, I felt a little sad when I was uh, at the limousine place yesterday, affordable limousine, getting, you know, kind of like the basics and the overview of what I'd be doing there because... I have a realization that at 49 years old, I am 100% going back to square one on my radio career. And um, though I love this, and this is, I have, I mean, I've come to grips with this is how I, how I, how I make my income in this, in this career field here. It's still upsetting to me that um, that is at the rock bottom. And, you know, it is what it is. There are ups and downs. Uh, uh, Paul Jacobs said at Conclave, you know, those at the bottom of the pile one day are at the top of the pile the next day and vice versa. That happens. And uh, I, I uh, as I come to grips with that more and more, um, it, uh, you know, it just uh, sometimes it, it's a little bit upsetting. And I, and I had that moment yesterday. 
And I also met yesterday with a radio station, and um, there's a pretty decent chance that I'll be able to work in Grand Rapids, but um, the job that I would be doing is uh, as basic as it gets. It is uh, a uh, entry-level position. It is um, something that I've I've never really had to do before, and um, I am I will be doing the job uh, more than likely of a uh, radio rookie, and uh, it's you know very low hourly rage, wage and rage. But uh, I I looked at that as an opportunity as you're you'd be at a radio station, you'd be able to offer your uh, what it is you can offer, and um, you know if things manifest in the radio company at a later date, you're then in the full. You're then working there. You can provide something. Uh, if, if something develops further down the road. And that's kind of how I looked at it. And that uh, motivated me a little bit. And I, and I kind of liked the idea of the scrappy uh, start from the all the way at the very, very bottom. And I just, um, I think one of the things that stuck with me was, yeah, that's great. But what was also upsetting was um, I'm, I'm a very big what will people think about me guy. And um, to me, anybody who says, I don't care what people think about me, boy, I just don't think you're being honest. Uh, I do care what people think about me. And, um, in a lot of cases it motivates me, but I do care what they think about me. And, um, so I can only imagine, um, what people think about me in my industry, people I've worked with, uh, and it, I don't know. I just, uh, I, it, it's kind of a, a jam and a stick into the uh, spokes of the bicycle. This might be all in my own head. It might be a, a problem that I'm completely manufacturing for myself. In fact, it uh, more than likely is. But um, I don't know. It was just kind of strange yesterday to, uh, to have to contemplate all of this at once. But um, so working and uh, I got I, I to go get a drug test for limousine school. I got to get a drug test and I got to get a physical uh, the drug test, I think I'll be able to pass that with flying colors. No problems there. Good to go. And then I'll be uh, I'll be driving limousines. Uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Some some fun stories on the uh, on the podcast to be sure. Uh, something else I did yesterday was I reached out to uh, I started reaching out to the candidates for the what will be the hotly contested third district of the state of Michigan. Now, for those of you in other uh, parts of uh, the United States and beyond, possibly. Uh, who listen to this podcast, like, what the hell do we care for? Uh, what the hell do we care about one uh, congressional district in, in the state where you live? Ah, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I get that. But uh, fuck off. It's my show. I do what I want. <laughs> no, since my content is on demand um, and you can pick and choose to listen to what you want, uh, that, that gives me great flexibility on this podcast to really unpack shit. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people that are interested because this dude, Justin Amash, made national headlines with his saying that uh, that we should begin impeachment proceedings on the president. He was the only member of Congress to do that. Went out on a super far limb and then turned tail on the Republican Party. That's huge. Holy shit. Now he's an independent. So all these people in this very, very big district in the state of Michigan who voted for him as a Republican... A lot of those people are pissed off saying, you know, F you, Amash. Uh, we don't want anything to do with you. This is a red state district, a, uh, a red district. 
and uh, we want it to stay that way. But, oh, not so fast, because, as you all know, Trump, a very polarizing president. There have been a lot of people in the Republican Party that, uh, you know, not so accepting of him who think like a mosh. But will it be enough to get that guy reelected because he's the incumbent? So in the November 2020 election, which is kind of a long ways away off, uh, still, um, it's it's opened the door for a, a lot of possibilities there. Will he have enough to be an independent member of the House of Representatives? I personally don't think so. Or will it be, be a blue wave? A lot of people are saying that the, uh, the Democrats are going to show up and kick ass. So this is really exciting. So all of these people have thrown their uh, hats into the mix for this position. you got the incumbent Amash, obviously, as an independent. You now have, um, I believe, three Democrats and now five Republicans. The most recent was the guy that I have a history with, Joel Langloy. Joel owns the Delta Plex and the Intersection. Those are the two businesses I know off the top of my head that Joel owns. And I have a long history with Joel because I made fun of his ass when it comes to the Delta Plex. And then Joel got bent out of shape and bitched to my boss at the time at Free Bear and Hot Wings. And uh, my boss then, what you know, and, and be fair here, uh, Joel did not say, I demand him being fired. It wasn't anything like that. He complained as he's a customer of the radio station, a client. And his, his thing was, he goes, hey, you know, I pay you money. Uh, to advertise, I don't want to be treated like this by the by the talent. And you got to understand, uh, and the nature of the beast and what I do, I was a um, very polarizing on the radio, and I, I get that. I get huge accolades and and, uh, and and press and 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 success and ratings, but at the same time, you're going to step on some toes being the guy that I was on that show. It, and uh, there was a, di- a time when um, the management uh, was exquisite. And then it became kind of like a, a real shit show over there. And I can get away with saying what I want about these people because I didn't sign a uh, agreement to not attack them. So I, I can. Uh, but um, so at uh, before it became Town Square, there was a guy named Phil Catlett there. And he was the general manager, and it was a, a national publicly traded company. But if any shit went down, like if any Joel Langlois appeared and said, hey, what the fuck, Phil would extinguish it. And I wouldn't even hear about it because he knew he was stepping over nickels to pick up dollars because old Eric is there stirring the fucking pot every single day, uh, hour after hour, and ratings go tick, 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 way up here. And Phil is, has this money machine, and he's printing money every single day. Well, company gets sold uh, to Clown Square, and they hire this guy who's complete deer in the headlights. I mean, no idea what he's doing whatsoever. And uh, he gets hammered by a, a businessman because something old Eric says. And he, he throws his hands in the air, he panics, the end of the world, holy shit, what am I going to do? And like informs everybody up the corporate ladder that Eric fucked up again, and next thing you know, uh, pff, gone. No ability to navigate rocky waters 
Uh, so, yes, it was me, but it was also them who got me fired. It was not Joel. I reached out to Joel. Uh, in fact, I had Joel on my old show on BBL. Ah, the glory days of BBL. And um, we, we ironed all this out. This is old news at this point. So anybody who uh, still thinks that, um, you know, Joel caused the end of the free beer and hot wing show, it, it's not true. It has nothing to do with it. I, I picked on Joel, made fun of Joel. Joel was, hey, hey, what the fuck? And then, uh, you know, the boss flipped out and uh, couldn't couldn't really hang with that and then that was it he said i'm sick and tired i remember the line i am sick and tired of having to defend you it's like well fucking quit being sick and tired of having to defend me who gives a shit man it's uh, it was slap my hand pay my hand somebody suggested i say that a slap my hand pay my hand oh hey great job on the 30 share you did awesome oh you're suspended for calling somebody a dickhead Pfft, fuck that all right. So anyway, that's uh, the history of Joel. I announced that Joel, who's running for the uh, for that seat in the third district of Michigan as a Republican, he just came out. Now, Joel's a pretty buttoned up dude. Um, and he announced that he's running, uh, that he is a, a Trump, the Trump guy. He is making, um, he is not dodging that in any way. He is saying, I am a Trump guy. And he said that, I, pr- I played you the press conference, we cannot replace a never Trump with another never Trump. So that's his big platform. He is going right for Trump supporters. He's even calling his uh, campaign, he's saying make the Congress great again. He's totally like Trumping out on this thing. So I booked an interview with Joel. He's going to be here on Monday. I don't give a shit uh, what any of these uh, uh, particular candidates say. I have yet to decide. Well, no, I do give a shit. I want to hear what they have to say. But I haven't decided one way or another which one to support, if I'll even make that public or not. I don't know. Um, And it doesn't matter what I think. Let me just say my stance politically. This is how I feel about politics. To me, I absorb the information And then I think to myself what I want. And if I share that with anyone, I might share it with my family if we get into a discussion about politics. I won't ever, and I'll never betray this, I will never look you in the face and say you should vote for what I believe in. I would never try to convince you of that. I'll make jokes. I'll make opinions that are my own. But I'll never, ever, ever try to... I I respect your opinion that much that I would never do that. That's a personal thing. If you choose to scream it from the mountaintop, uh, you go right ahead. Don't hold it against me. And I won't hold it against you as to what you believe. in. I would never ever dismiss your point of view and, uh, and shame you in any way. Like some people like to do online. Um, like Stu McAllister, he reached out to me yesterday. He goes, Hey, I, I, I just heard a podcast and you're talking about your pro life and your pro gun and your pro, uh, uh, small business. We are, we, he says to me, we are 100% opposite. I'm like, I don't care. What are you telling me this for? What, what, what does that change? Does that change anything? Does that change how you feel about me? If that does, if you 
change your opinion about me based on what I believe in on my own moral compass. That is so fucked up. You can't do that, especially when it comes to politics. You have to take me for what I'm worth when it comes to talking to you right now about things that we discuss. Okay. If I make you happy, I just spit everywhere that was bad. Um, and you and you can relate to what I say. That's what I want you to judge me by. Judge me by the things I say in that regard and the things I do uh, when I'm out in public, when you see me, when you interact with me. So I posted that Joel is coming on the show, and I got a lot of comments. I'd like to read them to you on Facebook. Uh, the lovely Allison writes, love that smile. She's referring to a picture of Joel and I. And I wrote, I love this comment the most. Allison wrote, Eric Zane, my future husband, LMAO, only if Diana would approve in her past life. Okay. She is an absolute doll face. Uh, she said, you look very happy. I'm so glad you have a lot to smile about. That was a very nice uh, exchange. John writes, awesome. Great job. Stu. I actually live in that district. Tell him I'm offering my vote to the highest bidder. Hashtag America. Tara, who's a valued uh, commentator, commenter, I should say, uh, writes, I have an interview question. I live in the third district. I in no way, shape, or form support the Trump administration. Tell me why I should vote for Joel Langlois. I guess she's asking me that. Uh, how is a vote for him different than a vote for Trump? I'm being serious. I don't. Uh, I don't think it is any different. I think if you vote for Joel, you, you are voting for Trump. You probably shouldn't vote for Joel. And I wrote, uh, I'll ask him. However, I'm sure he'd say you probably shouldn't vote for me. Jeremy writes, hey, Tara, his campaign slogan is make Congress great again. Uh, Jeremy continues, he'll be a lapdog for crooked Donnie and look the other way while Donnie tramples the Constitution. Holy shit. Tara, uh, Tara uh, responds, I figure as much. But given the district I live in, sometimes I vote differently in the primary than in the general election. Oh, she's woke. I'm interested in hearing from all the candidates because even if my candidate does not win, I want the best possible alternative. Anything associated with Trump DeVos is not for me, Tara says. All right. Quinn writes, Tara Allen. He is very crony indeed. Have you considered Amash? Tara says, uh, Quinn works as a Republican. Amash likely would have had my vote in the primary as part of another party. It is very unlikely I'd vote for him. I respect his decisions as I believe they are informed and nonpartisan, but I don't agree most of the time. Marcy says, never heard of him, so I'm interested to learn, and that's why I'm doing this. Uh, Walt says, can't wait to hear it. Nick says, ask him about the Delta Plexo. We will. Dan says, better keep his pants out of it. He's referencing me, making fun of his dungarees. Uh, Cody doesn't know. Says, what do you know about his pants? Dan says, it's a long story. Uh, Brian says, let's ho hope his campaign works better than his shot clock. Uh, okay. Brian sa uh, Ryan says, too soon. Stu says, we know the clock doesn't know a thing about time. Uh, Travis says, after he played a key role in getting you fired, I hope you roast the guy like he did you. Come on, man. That was like ancient history. That is ancient history. 
Uh, let's see. Everybody made fun of me because of the typo. Ooh, Kent. Kent was on here. Okay, Kent wrote, ask him if he plans to run the country like he runs that dump of a building he owns. Hmm. Jonathan says he supports Trump over the Constitution. Hard pass. Tara says your goal is to interview every what? LOL. Every candidate. Kent follows up with cannot wait for Justin Amash to wipe the floor with this Yahoo. Um, Meme of girl taking a drink and laughing hysterically. Isn't this the guy, Tim Wrights, who made fun of you before getting kicked off Freebear and Hot Wings? Uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny from Nashville says, yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> he died. Derek says, tell him thanks for the bullshit that led to ultimately ruin, ruining FBHW. Derek continues with show fucking sucks now. Hmm. All right. Matter of opinion, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. Rob says, Derek, Town Square was the one who fucked all the listeners and Eric, not Joel. They wanted Eric gone before the shot clock bullshit. That is true. Drew says, screw that guy. Joe Morrell says, is he a Nazi like a lot of Republicans out there? Aha. We shall see. I also reached out to uh, Peter Meyer. Um, Actually, it was funny because I had sent him a DM earlier in the day, did not hear back. The second, about three minutes after I posted that Joel would be on the show, I heard from Mr. Meyer. Uh, his grandpa is the one and only Fred Meyer who started the stores that we all love for crying out loud. Well, Peter went on, and he's a uh, uh, retired military. I think he's retired. Uh, I think he uh, served in uh, the Afghanistan War and the Iraq War, a uh, combat veteran, and is now... Uh, in, in politics. So here he goes. He has uh, thrown his hat into the mix. I talked with him on the phone last night. Very nice young man. And uh, he's going to be right here in the studio with me. So I got two, excuse me, I got five Republicans, three Dems, and Justin, who's an independent. That's nine. That means in one hour's work yesterday, I confirmed interviews with two of the nine. And uh, they better all be in here because I would hate to be the one that says, fuck that. I'm not going on his show. I think Justin will be the tough one because I think that uh, there would actually have to be like secret service here and there's a logistic issue. And, um, you know, he might think that I'm an adversary, which I'm not. Anything I've ever said about Justin, it's been in jest. Uh, I, I would love to get him in here to hear what he has to say about this. But uh, for me to be able to have two of these nine candidates, I feel very, very blessed about that. And that's what I love about podcasting is you don't have to give a shit about this. You can just fast forward or not even download the one because I'm going to have them as separate, separate podcasts. You don't have to listen to them if you don't want to. How many times have I told you? Can you tell that it's the end of the night? My energy is way different at 940 at night than it is when we start in the morning, you know, I would never listen to this. I'm an asshole. <laughs> listen to me. Your furnace is about to die and it's going to explode. And carbon monoxide is going to fill your home and your children will be dead and your wife and your dogs. And it's all your fault. You did this because you did not get your furnace, <laughs> you did not get your furnace tuned up from A and E heating and cooling. You're such an asshole. 
their death, their deaths are all your fault. You did this. You have no one to blame but you. You see, if you had called Joe Martinez, um, many things would have happened. First of all, he would have walked in. Your wife would have taken one look at him, the Latino lover, and um, her nips would have gotten rock hard. And then um, there would have been a bit of a moisture buildup in a uh, private area. And then while you were having sex with your wife, because she's so horny from seeing Joe, he would then go tune up your furnace. Okay? So here's your options. Moist wife with hard nips, sex, tuned up furnace, or your whole family dead. You choose. 616-516-8579. Okay? See, now aren't you glad you stayed for that? Big Dick Donnie Veltman at FullHouseComedy.com. Okay. Shows resume December 2nd at the Park Theater. Ali Sadiq will be there. He'll also be at Rockford Lanes December 3rd and then Back Alley Comedy Club December 4th. Carlos Mencia. December 9th at the Park Theater. And Billy's Lounge on December 10th. Mencia looks good. Has he lost a ton of weight? Hold on a second here. Yeah, I think he is. He looks like totally different. Wow. But that was like forever ago. Um... Is he still, it seems, you remember the whole deal with Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan, I think, was mad at him and accused him of stealing jokes and called him out on stage. It was a real shit show. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, Carlos is a nice guy, I'm sure. Go see him. Fullhousecomedy.com. Michael Winslow rescheduled for January 6th and uh, January 7th. Finesse Mitchell. All right. Some fantastic comedians. April Macy is the second prettiest redhead I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my God. What a babe. Uh, Vic DiBetetto. Is that that guy that does all those uh, viral videos when he screams at you? I think he's coming too. T.K. Kirkland, Hal Sparks. That's John's, Suttering John's buddy. All right. Polly Shore. Oh boy. I don't know about that. That's not for like a year. Okay. Anyway, go to fullhousecomedy.com. Last but not least on this beautiful Thanksgiving is uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV and EV. 
Uh, love them so much. First of all, go to their Facebook page. If you know of a charity that could use $1,000 for the holidays, go to uh, facebook.com slash E-R-V-I-N-E-S and um, follow the post. It's right there at the top. Okay. But, uh, you know, here we go. If there's anything that goes wrong with the car and you're in West Michigan, please remember Irvine's Auto Repair. Grand Rapids Hybrid, 616-532-6600. A longtime sponsor of this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Well, um, I am going to do this again. I actually love just kind of rambling on like this. Almost like hosting my own, not necessarily anything worth listening to show. Ah, happy Thanksgiving. And arrivederci. Uh, Friday, we'll do it again here. The same style, I guess. What? Okay. Bye-bye.